Hello and welcome to Atomic Geekdom. My name is Dave. I hope you're all having a wonderful week because it's Ready Player One week. It's what we've all been waiting for. Uh, joining me to talk all things Ready Player One to get you ready for the movie is Kyle. Hi, I'm hungry. Okay. Uh, also, Jenny returns. I am here. It's a book. I'm all about it. <laughs> and Jenny's brought along a friend. She can she can introduce oh, sorry, she can intru- No, she was I was I was hoping she would introduce him. <laughs> no, no intro for me. It's just like I, I, no, I you're on your own friend. Wow, I was gonna let her introduce you, but it's it's uh, our friend too. Uh, he has edited many videos for us and done some graphics work for us. Uh, he's uh, endured lots of cons for us and red carpet events, and he's been on uh, several two episodes at least. Uh, it's Patrick. Hey. hey. One half of the Nagy brothers. There it is, yeah, yeah. The the super well, Nagy. One third, but you know, we never talked to the other one. <laughs> it's the super Nagy brothers, right? Ew. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, we got Ready Player One coming out um on March twenty ninth, uh twenty well thirtieth really, but the twenty ninth is when it'll be out in theaters for everybody to go see it. Uh, we're not gonna talk spoilers really about the movie because none of us have seen it yet. So we can't. Um, I don't think any of us have read spoiler reviews, I'm going to assume. No. The only thing I know is that it premiered at South by Southwest and people are liking it. That's all I know. Well, we read the book, so that's kind of one big spoiler. Yeah, three of us here have read the book. Kyle's the, the one here that hasn't. Um, Yarp. And he's going to serve as student to ask any questions uh, that he might have. Uh, well, actually, you haven't read the book. You've seen the trailers. What are your thoughts, Kyle? Um, it, it looks ambitious. I can tell you that much. Um, well, what, what do you think? What do you think the movie is based on the trailers or have you read like the book plot? Uh, I, I know what the, I know like the, what the plot is Mm -hmm. and I know, and I know like there's going to be differences between the book and the movie. I, I already know that. I just, I just don't know, I guess how it ends. Um, which is, I guess a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, but no, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it because it, it, it has a lot of pop culture references that I know of. It is in, chock in full. The movie. Yeah, chock full of 80s pop culture references. Uh, and some 90s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ready Player One, written by Ernest Klein in 2011. A huge hit. Um, uh, and if you get the audio version, read to you by Will Wheaton. Why do you keep saying it like that? <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do it. But yes, <laughs> uh, very read very well by Mr. Wheaton. Um, I did the audio version and then I reread it recently, just regular reading wise to get caught back up and reeducated. Um, and it, yeah, it was awesome. I I don't remember if it was maybe Jenny or JD that told me to read that book. JD told me, and then me and JD told you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's kind of how we started with uh, The Martian too It was like I told JD JD was like ah I should probably invite JD out of this show too <laughs> Oh well <laughs> um, But yeah uh, It did not take long to finish this book It was a, a fast read or listen um, But since the three of us have read it Has any of the trailers made you excited uh, Or filled you with any kind of fear I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say both like I think it's done really well and it's kind of what I was expecting the oasis to look like I I did 
I like that it's so today computer generated look, you know, like the people look like people, but don't really look like people. Um, because you can't make that many avatars that fast. You know, I don't know. I, I like the way that it looks, but I also, there's some parts that just seem a little bit too much. And I think Patrick will probably agree with me. I hate that they've got it all like, like come fight with us so quickly into the, into the trailer. Mm-hmm. Whereas it was more of a, it wasn't a war in the book until the third act. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the trailers kind of make it feel like most of the movie will be like that. Right. I should, so, I should quickly, the plot of the book is the story set in a dystopian future. 2044 follows Wade Watts on his search for an Easter egg in a worldwide virtual reality game called the Oasis. Uh, this discovery of which will lead him to inherit the game's uh, or the, the winner. I don't know why that plot says that. That's on the back of the book. Uh, the discovery of which will lead him or the winner to inherit the game's creator's fortune. Like, think of Willy Wonka. Yeah, the, the, when I first saw the trailers, it did make me nervous because they're like, yeah, join the rebellion, fight for the rebellion. And I'm like, no, it's find the egg. <laughs> right. That, that, that's the whole idea of the story is they're gunters. They're, they're, they don't really care about each other. It's not even that idea. It's like I'm out for myself. Everybody's out for themselves. Mm-hmm. Find the egg. And the idea as the story progresses is that they become part of the rebellion. They yeah. become you know, more involved and in going, oh, man, we really have something else to fight for. But the later trailers have really kind of – whereas the first ones, I was like, oh, man, they're just going to try to get as much weird like little, hey, look at all these random characters we can fit in here. We got Freddy Krueger and Chucky and King Kong, you know, like <laughs> – Right. Uh, the, and then, you know, the, some of the stuff looked a little bit too Hollywooded out as far as like, oh, they're not going to do the, the parts of the characters that are flawed. I started seeing in the later trailers that they actually are in there. Oh, and they're still doing some things where it's like, yeah, join the rebellion. But I think, and I'm hoping by what I've seen lately that they are going to bring the focus back to find the egg mm-hmm. and everything else from there will play out. Yeah. It, I, if you know, I just reread it and in the first like two acts, it's really just about Wade. There's really, I mean, the side characters are there, but there's a whole part of that book where Wade is by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nobody else to fight a war <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, obviously, they're going to change that. They're not going to have a whole lot where he's alone because it's a movie and they got to keep. The yeah, game. they they couldn't do that with the pacing. They couldn't make it so it's like all the, the hours of him trying to decipher all these. Things. You know, it mm-hmm. just wouldn't move fast enough for a 90 minute film or an hour, 30 minute or a 130 minute film, however long they're doing. Yeah, I, I imagine, you know, it's going to go from the stacks to him just being on the run. Um, and probably skip the whole apartment thing. Possibly. I hope they do the apartment to a point, though, because I think there's a lot that happens there. Mm-hmm. And I really hope they do, the, without giving up too many spoilers, I really hope they do the entire internal IOI scene. That would be fantastic. Um, it, it really sets up the third act to be like a whole different movie almost. Right. Um, and we're saying things pretty cryptically if you haven't read the book. I don't know. If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably read the book. Um, so, so is there like a last Starfighter feel to this? Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm kind of getting from the trailer? Um, kind of. Where he's being maybe, I, maybe more war I games. I don't know if I would say it's that. I would say it's 
it's more of along the lines of of the classic 80s stuff. This is so 80s. This mm-hmm. is so like 1982 to 86 centric as far as Goonies, like the kids can accomplish things that other people can't. It's really about, you know, all that stuff. And a lot of this and Stranger Things, a lot of the the pop culture that's coming out right now is really based around Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. A lot of the lore Mm. and it's a lot of fine clues, find the keys, all that. Yeah. Ernest Klein's second. That's what I kind of liked about it too, though, is that you're rooting for the underdog. You, You don't want the popular to win, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Klein's second book, Armada, is more Last Starfighter, Flight of the Navigator type thing. Okay, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's a good book too. I, I do, I do know that uh, the, the author did come on and say that he's making a sequel to Ready Player One. Uh, yeah, him and the writer of uh, the screenwriter Zach Penn are working on a sequel. Ready Player Two, <laughs> which I always thought that Armada was the. Well, sequel, but I no, was, yeah, I was wrong. That's completely separate. Speaking of Andy Weir from earlier, Andy Weir wrote a prequel that was later put into Ready Player One um, for Ready Player One. Uh, what, where did it, where did that go? I just had it written down. Uh, short story called Lacero. It was written by Andy Weir and it was published in the 2016 version of Ready Player One. Follows the story of Nolan Sorrento and functions as a precursor to the main novel and is considered canon. I didn't are, know that. Are I, they going to put that in the film? Or probably. Was uh, it just... I, the only way they probably could is in flashbacks, so I doubt it. Okay. Yeah, you know, though, I don't think they like follow Nolan's character much in the book. I mean, you get a little bit about him, but he's he's pretty... It, it's very just generic, in my honest opinion. Yeah. Like, he well, wasn't... He wasn't the character that like stood out the most. He was just the bad guy. Right. Well, the fast... The, no, I would... I would say the fascinating thing with Sorrento was that he was kind of the first wonder kid. He was almost like the real genius that got bought up by the corporation. You know, he was the first one that really made headway. And that's where he's interesting. That's where this Andy Weir story might be going too. is that he probably was like the first hope Mm -hmm. that ended up getting corrupted. He was like Wade, but just took a different path. Yeah. Yeah. He took the he took the the more he took the money. Yeah, right. And he'll he became a true sixer. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he'll be in the movie played by Ben Mendelsohn, who you guys. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. The, yeah, if that's who it was played by. More recently, great. as the bad guy from uh, Rogue One. Great cast, but boy, that guy's getting typecast. Oh yeah, yeah. He's going to have a problem escaping that. But yeah, let's talk about the characters and the what? cast. Oh, his villains. Yeah, He's being typecasted as. Oh yeah, yeah, kind of like yeah, because he was t- I know villain in Dark Knight Rises and then uh, Star Wars bit player villain in Dark Knight. <laughs> He's yeah. not that big, but yeah, he was a bad guy. What uh, was he in Dark Knight Rises? I don't remember. Um, he, he had was a... the one that was trying to buy up uh, Wayne Enterprises. Oh okay, yeah, hmm. the one that Bane I don't killed. That. Um, He's like, you think you give this power over me? <laughs> <laughs> Here is his next movie. He's playing the sheriff of Nottingham. So, uh, oh, geez. okay. There you go. Uh, in another Robin Hood movie, and he's also going to be in Captain Marvel. So, um, oh, that's right. That Taron Egerton is going to be in that uh, Robin Hood movie. But anywho, and Ready Jamie one. Jamie Fox, Little John. Just oh, just think geez. about it. Oh, think about geez. it for a couple minutes. Why do we just okay. assume in Captain Marvel he's not the good guy? <laughs> they don't have a character name for him, but I'm going to assume it's a bad guy. 
Oh, jeez. We know um, he's not Captain Marvel. That's right. <laughs> Thankfully. He, he might be, though. You never know. Might Mar- be Marvel. Marvel. Anywho. Yeah. Good good call. Oh, good call. All right, we're off the rails. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, Characters, yeah. though. Um, I can't wait because everybody has their favorite character, and I'm finding everybody's characters a little different. So how do you want to do this, Dave? Because the characters are awesome. Well, let's 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 try it that way. What? Who is your favorite character? Can I go with two? What? Because mine are mine are. <laughs> Can I change the rules as I'm going along? Right. You started exactly. us down a path. And then I like changed. I like the Japanese sort of brothers, Gunters. Uh, Daito and Shoto. Daito and Shoto. They were they were my favorite things in the book because they're so cool and they just everything that revolves around that like Japanese culture. And that culture is so into video games as is that it it fit perfectly. But being part of the the group, like the saviors, you know, of the of the oasis, they were so rad. And the third act was just like, whoa, they were my favorites, <laughs> hands down. Uh, we've said the name a couple of times. Gunters, for those that don't know, is egg hunters. And they got tired of saying egg hunters, so they just called it gunters. Egg we, gunters. Egg we hunters. should probably say some of like the the trademark names too, like sure. Sixers. Uh, IOI. Uh, we can go to Sixers from IOI. IOI is the name of the company that owns the Oasis, and that was run it's by basically like one zero one. Right, yeah. right. That was that was run no, by. They they actually don't own the Oasis. They oh no, no, a they're company right. that has invested highly in it. As trying to take control of yes, it. yes, they're trying. Yeah, they want to be the ones to win this contest so that they can have control of Oasis. You're right. Yep. Whereas the Oasis itself was started by a holiday, and to get into the Oasis, you had to buy a lifetime membership for twenty five cents. <laughs> right. You got that membership, you were in. And it should also be uh, well known that the Oasis itself becomes part of society. Is in. It's also part of education. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that last. Uh, ultimate thing that you know a Bill Gates would do or something like that where it's all like I want to help everybody in the world so I'm going to make this thing and it's going to be awesome and you can get in for 25 cents and the money that goes into the Oasis really comes from advertising like Coca-Cola could buy billboards on a, on a planet or something like that right right and your money is spent on like weapons and stuff like that if you want to go to right. like, PVP places and vehicles and things like that which the- takes it takes it back to the um, IOIs, they make a lot of the equipment. So they're kind of like, you know, the special controllers and the special ha- headgear, things that work within the Oasis. They're the company that makes the stuff that goes with it. Right, right. IOI, bad. Yeah, just power hungry. And the Gunters themselves, as we said, are egg hunters, but they're also just anybody. Anybody mm-hmm. can be a Gunter. And it's not just this crew that we're talking about. There is thousands if not millions of gunters and they're all looking for the same thing yeah they they meet up on like message boards which is just them going into a room and talking um in the oasis and they kind of exchange some sometimes they exchange clues or theories um well this would be kind of in relation to some of the stuff of like what you do with twitch and stuff right where you go online and you play and you you mingle with other people while you play call of duty or um, something it, of that right it would be more like uh like what's her name artemis has her own tv channel it'd be similar to that kind of like the youtube thing where, where mm-hmm. you can watch them play games yeah 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 it's kind of twitch yeah 
But so, I would say I would say a Gunter is anything from like a top of the line hacker all the way down to a average game player. Yeah, you can you can be all sorts. You can be level one through level ninety nine, and that's actually in the storyline in the book too. The quest for ninety nine. If you're a yeah. ninety nine, you're top level player. Right. But to get there, you have to go through a lot of missions and a lot of stuff, and it's a lot of uh, gaming kind of like where you actually go th- not only beating a game, but going through and finding everything in the game. Right. Yeah. It's like a, like a world of Warcraft style level up RPG thing. Um, right. where, where if you have time and money, cause you have to travel, you have to pay for travel. You can level up your character where our, our main protagonist, Wade Watts is broke. He's cheap or not cheap, but he's, he's broke. He's poor. Um, and so his, his guy is like level two or something like that. Five, something, something very small. Yeah, I- think he was like a level of one he lives yeah he might be yeah you're right he lives in basically a trailer park he lives in the stacks so he he has nothing and he's using a government issue headset that uh you know in the trailers they show says io9 ioi all over it by the way oh yeah i didn't catch that yeah that's for schooling is the only reason he has it um if i remember right which brings us back to though what the sixers are okay so the sixers so you know what the gunters are so they're they're you and me. The the Sixers are the employees of IOI. So they basically it's like if you want to go work for a major company to do the next video game. They hire these people that do coding, that understands the games, that that that's their life, that's their job. So they've got this vast amount of employees that work for IOI. And when this contest goes online, Every employee for IOI's job now becomes get the egg for mm-hmm. IOI. But so, all of them are based off of a six number employee number and they all start with six. Right. They don't so, get they don't get avatar names like Wade's is Parzival. Theirs is a six digit number. So when you're throughout the book and you see a little bit of it in the uh, in the trailer, especially if you go into some of the internet Easter eggs and stuff where you get to see scoreboards. You just watch like the people in the lead and it will be like 15 Sixers and then there'll be one avatar name. Probably the worst part. Probably the worst part of the audiobook is listening to Will Wheaton read the scoreboard. Oh my (laughs) God. That was the only part I wish I could fast forward through because he would go through and just have to read it. I'm like, if I was reading the hard copy, this is the part I'd just skip. Right. What's Wait, the scoreboard? One, six, five, five, okay. three, two, one. The scoreboard. Position two. <laughs> yeah, Kyle just asked what the scoreboard was. Um, so the the this this game uh, we should we should talk about. Uh, James Halliday is the creator or co-creator of the Oasis, and he, at the beginning of the story, he has died, and in his will, he's left a video that says, um, "I've left left this Easter egg in the Oasis, and that the person who finds it um, will win." And along the way, there's these keys that you have to get. And every time you get a key, you get points. And that puts you on the scoreboard. But by, by the way, the, the prize is you not only you win mm. control of the Oasis and you win like trillions of dollars. <laughs> right. So you basically become the most powerful person on the enti- in the entire planet. You're, you're Neo with a big bank account. Exactly. So, so and, to, and to further it on, in the game, there's three keys. So you have to do these different 
different games. Like, I think the first game was Joust, right? Like, there was a version of Joust, and you get the Jade key, and then... Well, you gotta find you gotta find the room to get to the key to mm-hmm. get to the door, and once you find the door, you gotta play whatever mission is beyond the door. Right, yep. And you, you got the copper key, you got the jade key, and you got the crystal key, and they lead to the copper door, the, the jade door, and the crystal door. And then the crystal door mm-hmm. is what has the egg behind it, right? And you get, yeah, That's you get, the final final key and the final door. You get points for the key and then for then opening the door because there's a, usually a, like a puzzle or like, like uh, uh, Patrick said, there's some kind of game or mission. But what what's awesome is that it's like any video game. Like the more you do, the more points you get. The more points you get, the higher up you get on everything. The bigger your your what would you call it? Where you get all your gifts. Like I have a gun now, and I have a shield, and I have this your inventory. So you get, it's like inventory. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So the more points you get, possibility of more inventory, and the more inventory you have, you have more tools than to complete complete the next the next phase or survive so kind of like or survive against other gunters because there are areas that are pvp which is player versus player right and you have like you know if you die you start all over right you lose your inventory and they, and they take your inventory mm-hmm. like a video game your inventory just drops and you're, you disappear and so yeah, people like, can just like raid your inventory yep plus whoever does it first gets more points than anybody yes. that comes afterward. Yeah, the point total goes down for each person that goes like say Kyle wins the, the, the silver key first, he gets the most points and then it drops for each person that finds it after that. Mm. And that's to I think what was the point of that? The, to make sure there's no tie? Right. There's no yeah. tie. Plus the the more points you have, the more you kind of become like a celebrity. You right. Know? They 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 get different advantages. They actually, because this is a virtual world that built, is built off of that, these characters start getting sponsorships. They become like, you know, like internet celebrities, kind of. And athletes, yeah, yeah. And athletes of that sort. But you also become a target because everybody can see your name and everybody knows mm-hmm. what you're doing. Right. And part of the part of the Oasis is just because they know your avatar doesn't mean they know who you are in real life, especially if you're a student. And they oh. did cover that in the trailer. They, oh, they, they did? do show the part where where she says, "Don't use your real name." Ah, okay. Which is what they always taught us to do back when the internet was new. <laughs> <laughs> and now everyone's like, "Hey, it's, this is my real name. This is where I live." It's the internet generations. Right. Don't talk to strangers. Yeah. <laughs> and even if you didn't, Facebook gave out all your information anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's too late now. Um, okay. So, so going back. So going back to my favorite. I my favorite is two gunters. So it's basically two guys, Kyle, that are they're they're based in Japan. They're super into like that Japanese culture and they okay. love the games. But unlike a lot of the of the characters that are focused on in the books, what I liked about them is they paired up. So they it wasn't all they were out for their own. They would help each other, so one of them would ex- would succeed. Um, so they were kind of known as like the brothers, even though they weren't brothers. Like they were two totally different guys that lived in like their mom's basement somewhere in Japan that have never met each other, but they were the closest thing to being brothers as ever. Like they were. There's they a story. Bad. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna dig into it. I hope they do in the movie. There's a story of why they became close. If I yeah. if I recall correctly. Uh, I don't remember all of that too much. Like, I just remember like, 
Well, I don't want to give in. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Maybe I can't we get tell into that a... part of the story uh... without giving the spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, what I did your... though. Wait, wait though. I did see that Funko is making pop dolls of them. Oh I... yeah, they had all those are out already. Yep. Yeah, I saw. So cool. I saw a sixer today. All of the that, it's the Avatar uh, versions of them, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked at it, and my girlfriend made a mention of it the other day. She's like, "Oh, you know, a sixer ends and something about a race," and I'm like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all it's all Greek to me. So what was your favorite character, Dave? Um, I I liked like I liked Ogden Moro. <laughs> I like the mm-hmm. the co-creator, even though he's not a big part till the like the very end. And I was stoked to find out who plays him. It's Simon Pegg, right? Uh, so that makes it even better. But mm-hmm. he's like a side character, so I, I won't talk about him. Uh, I, I, Wade, I liked Wade. Um, they, they did say in the thing that we watched earlier. Jen and I watched a uh, kind of Easter egg behind the scene video, and they did mention it. And it totally makes sense to me too. Is that Ogden Morrow is basically like the Steve Wozniak to Steve Jobs. He's mm-hmm. kind of like the the second in command. They had a little falling out, but he he helped create the Oasis. Yeah, I felt the same way, but their falling out had nothing to do with business, which I liked. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't that, you know, it was a very sad falling out, especially when he tells the story to to our friends. Um, I hope that I hope that's all in there. I hope it is, too. I, it's always... With any book to film, you're always going to lose stuff because mm. you just can't put all that in a movie. Uh, but I, I hope there's some really important pieces that they hit on in there. And it seems like they're they're going to do a good job with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I liked Parzival. Um, I did get a little, when I read the book, I got a little annoyed with his obsession with Artemis. Like I understood he was a teenager, so you know that's there. But like his his love obsession, like go find this egg, kid. What are you doing? But uh, I hope they do the thing, which they probably won't, because it's Hollywood. But <laughs> I hope the thing they do the thing where he gets all out of shape and he has like no hair or anything like that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, there's a true gamer, the guy that doesn't even <laughs> care to to get out and take care of himself. He's just inside the house all day eating delivery pizza and. Yeah, has some sort of shampoo that'll take all the hair off of his body, so he doesn't have to deal with it. Right. <laughs> but can you picture like that guy in a movie, just like this overweight guy that's just completely hairless? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that in a Hollywood film. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're not gonna make this young Ty Sheridan kid do that, and then he's gonna go be Cyclops <laughs> again. Right. <laughs> uh, who was who was your favorite character? I'm gonna have to go with H. Yeah, I really liked H a lot just because, well, you know, there's there's little twists with that one, mm-hmm. which most of us know about. And then you can look up any IMDb and figure out a couple twists. But I like the character of H because no matter what, H was always there yeah. for, for Parzival. My question, without spoiling it, because for me, I don't know, maybe it was just me. Were you ever suspicious of H? I was. Uh, I was. Yeah, I totally thought that he was messing with Parsifal through a lot of the book. Is yeah. that what you mean? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Like or I, using I him? I didn't know where that character was going because, you know, it was like the picture of the best friend, but right. you know everybody's out for them out, themselves. So it's just like, when is when because... is uh, H going to completely stab Parsifal in the back? I, I'll tell you why I wasn't. 
Okay. Because H was best friends with Parzival and Parzival was nothing. Mm -hmm. Parzival wasn't a better gunter than anybody else. He just knew a lot about Holiday and uh, the Almanac, which was Holiday's like personal journal for people that don't know. And uh, he knew a lot about 80s stuff, but he was still just a regular nobody. And H was friends with him. So there, you would have to really be diabolical to play and out like, I'm going to be friends with this <laughs> idiot. Yeah. And then hopefully he gets good. Well, the description of the character for the movie, they've changed. Because, uh, <coughs> okay, he had the basement, right? That was his his uh, oasis home for all of the all of the, the stuff that was in the, the journal. Um you know, everything 80s, all the cool stuff they like to do, all the video game consoles they had, um, and they just all hang out there as friends. You, the vir- the virtual meetup. Right, right. And part of the reason, and I'm, gonna, I'm going somewhere else with this, but part of the reason why I thought he might turn or he might be an evil character towards Parzival, and he could still, Kyle, I'm not giving that away, um, okay. <laughs> it was because of the other character that he let in there who, like, you know, he let a lot, he was very exclusive about who could come in there, but he let this one dude who they hated always come in. Um, and that's, they named him I rock and he's going to be played by TJ Miller. Um, he's... Oh, I didn't even realize TJ Miller's in that. That's, that's interesting because yeah, yeah that, that character does suck on ice. <laughs> and yeah. And people are asking why he didn't get removed from the movie. Well, even though his sexual, uh, assault stuff came out in December well after the movie was done. Um, but anyway, uh, but uh, they describe H, and this isn't a spoiler, it's just different than the book, H runs a virtual garage in his free time to create and fix various vehicles and items. So, okay. a little different from the book version. Yeah, I, di- I didn't know that was in the in the film version. Uh, I, that's, that's, I, I still hope somehow that maybe the garage is just replacing the basement and it's still cool like that because I wanted to see all that stuff down there. Um I thought that would be kind of a cool thing, but I I can totally see them cutting that out. It's funny because that virtual meetup, I always pictured kind of like uh, one of my friend's house when we were (laughs) younger playing Sega Genesis, you know, like this is dark down there. The light that the only light in the room is basically coming from the television. Mm -hmm. And you, you got the one wooden stairway coming down that your mom would always yell at you from the top of the stairs. Yep. Yeah. That's almost exactly what I had pictured in my head. I, for whatever reason, I had some kind of shag carpeting down there. Yeah, that that work out. <laughs> some old couch and chair that is, yeah. couldn't be good enough to be up in the living room anymore. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, beat up TV. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, any? Oh yeah. We should, there's other characters we need to talk about. Uh, we mentioned her name Artemis. Uh, Samantha Cook. Her her Ar- Artemis is her uh, avatar's name stylized art three mis because she's she's clever like that um is one of the gunters uh we get to meet uh played by olivia cook and uh she has like uh an oasis presence where she's got like a tv like a like a blog essentially or a vlog and she's semi-famous um with uh with just casual you know people that are in the oasis or gunters um, she's kind of like a well-known badass too. Like she's yeah. a, a higher level. She's done a lot. She's won a lot of battles, things of that nature. Yes. Um, Her character, I was actually really worried about, and this is not really a spoiler because if you watch the trailers closely, you can see it. I thought for sure, because in the book that she always references 
she's got a facial thing. Oh, right. And, and at first you couldn't quite tell, but uh, the, the actress that plays her, they, they do it in the trailer. She has a like a wine glass birthmark on her face. And I thought they were going to not do that. And I've seen it that they have. So I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, I was worried about the similar thing that they might do with H. Um, But we're going to leave that alone. (laughs) (laughs) There's There's a very cool little twist with that character, Kyle. All right. I do love a good twist. Um let's see you must love some M. Night Shyamalan movies then <laughs> I, I mean I, I mean I like Signs that's a good one <laughs> I like Signs and Sixth Sense and that's Unbreak- about it Unbreakable <laughs> Unbreakable I do like Unbreakable I forgot I do I, I love Unbreakable yeah Unbreakable sidebar but I still haven't seen Split yet and I really oh, want to I own Fair. Split and Fair. I still have yet to watch it fantastic I've watched <laughs> I've watched it like three times <laughs> I love it we should probably get back to Ready Player One. Yes. Um, okay, so here's a question for you guys Then that has read the book. Was there a favorite game, like a, a, a challenge that was super reminiscent to like your childhood or nostalgic, I guess is the word I'm looking for? Well, it wasn't Joust. I sucked at Joust. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's hard to do... Well, I don't know if they'll do it in the film. It's hard to do it without too many spoilers. There's a whole thing about war games in there. The movie War Games. Mm. And I, oh, yeah. I really love that whole part. Yeah. that uh, They do that again at the end, too, with uh, uh, Monty Python. They also... Do they do it with Ferris Bueller's Day Off as well? I think it's mentioned as something they did in the basement. Yeah, they did something with Ferris Bueller's. I can't quite remember if it was the same thing. I don't know. A lot of Matthew Broderick references. <laughs> yeah. well, he was he was big in the eighties. Oh, absolutely. There's a that's the great thing. I wonder how this is going to translate over for younger audiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it will because there's it's fantastical looking. There's a lot to see and there's a lot of pop culture things in there but this is especially my generation i am 42 years old this is built for me stranger well, things is the same thing too i mean it's like in 1983 i was eight years old yeah. well from the trailers it looks like it's a whole bunch of more current um that's, pop culture references that's that's in the oasis yeah, uh, they do. They do have more current stuff because the Oasis is supposed. To, it's all supposed to take place in 2044, but because Holiday was a game designer and basically came to all his success in the early 80s. I mean, there's a lot of Tron. There's a mm, lot of Blade Runner. Uh, Blade Runner. There, there's a you know. There's a whole a whole chapter basically about Pac-Man. Yeah. yeah. Pac-Man. Uh, you got Ghostbusters. There's uh, Godzilla. It's all, it's all that, that era, that little nugget of when arcades mm-hmm. and the eighties, you know, square pegs, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. You want to know what I was like <laughs> nervous about? And like, I wasn't, I, I thought I wouldn't like, but I actually think that I've, softened up and i really dig it now is they take they take games like wrecking ball and joust and you're expecting them to be the old like atari 8-bit video game you know translated into this oasis right 
but they're not. They're they're action packed. The avatars are on top of the scorpion, and you know the big balls are crashing through the the mm-hmm. city. And what all game that. was I, Wrecking I, Ball? Yeah, I don't remember that one. The, the Wrecking Ball. It was like a like. They Not, had it in the trailer, but I don't remember a game called Wrecking Ball. Yeah, there was like the big pendulum. Maybe I'm thinking of something different, but I remember a game called Wrecking Ball. Maybe I'm wrong. There was Rampage. Um, Rampage. The movie. Yeah, hey, starring The Rock. <laughs> hey. <laughs> There's Pitfall. Pitfall, I yeah, that's. I don't know. Well, I didn't I see him jump over any alligators, though. I'm no. having. I'm old, so I'm having flashbacks. But I remember some weird. <laughs> game, <I> like, <laughs> this is I, the weirdest comment right there. I'm old. I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> I'm having a senior moment. Oh, wrecking ball! But, like there, there's the whole scene in the original Comic Con trailer with Rampage, which basically like there's different breakdowns of that scene. But when I first saw it, I didn't realize what it was. And then when somebody like explained that that's what that scene is. I was like, what? Wait, huh? And I didn't quite get it, but now the more that I've sat with it, I love the whole idea of it actually being 3D, the avatar is a part of it, instead of the memory of the flat 8-bit pixelized computer game. Well, I got I'm a question to... for you guys. Can... How different do the characters in the movie look from what you had in your mind when you read the book? Uh, wait, uh, parts of all the avatar, completely different. He looks like he's like okay. out of like Final Fantasy VII. Um, it was not what I was expecting. The character himself uh, is fairly close. He looks, you know, he's he's obviously older, and he looks a little older than than a high schooler to me. Um, but uh, ha- Halliday, they did a great job with Mike Mark Rylance. He looks exactly like I pictured him. Yeah, I pictured almost like a uh, Crispin Glover type. And yeah, that guy looks perfect. Yeah, um, Jenny. I think everybody's pretty much how I thought it was. Um, I think H I think is dead on. Maybe not like because I pictured H a little bigger and frumpier mm-hmm. and fatter. Yeah, you know than than who they cast. But um, I'm totally fine with Wade who cast for Wade. I'm totally fine with who they cast for Artemis. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. I don't think, I think there's any that was like that is perfect, but I don't think they're bad. So I, I think the actors all look pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the 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 character that I thought was way different is when I heard the description of Artemis. For some reason, I always pictured what's her name uh, from Wreck It Ralph, the, the like the 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 warrior one, like uh, Jane. I can't remember her name right now. Oh, but, from uh, Glee. From Glee, yeah, yeah. I remember her character. In oh, Wreck-It yeah. Ralph, uh, was, yeah. Like the warrior shooting things and stuff like that because. They picture they talk about Artemis like this big warrior. I'm like, oh yeah, and then you see her. It's like this kind of scrawny looking nymph character I'm with like, like oh, then, enormous eyes. What, yeah, that wasn't what I pictured at all. Yeah, <laughs> but everybody everybody else is pretty dead on. I would say, except for they have something where it looks like Og is like a robot or something like that. And I always thought he was more like a wizard type. Mm-hmm. I think they even described him almost looking kind of like Gandalf or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so watching. I'm not really sure on that one. I'm watching a trailer right now. I hadn't seen where they show uh, a lot of Artemis, and that is not at all what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, that one's different. I think the actress is perfect. Yes, I think she looks great for the actual girl that is Artemis. But uh, I think, yeah, I think the the cast for Wade, 
the cast for the actual person that's H and the cast for Artemis are all really good. And like we said earlier, holiday or holiday. <laughs> uh, we forgot uh, also pop culture. Uh, Rush plays a big part uh, in the book. Very big, very big in the, not only the soundtrack of the thing, but uh, clues and storylines. Uh, yeah. The, 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 Canadian geeky rock is really present. <laughs> well, you couldn't beat asteroids without Rush. That is true. That's a reference for you older kids. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was I was born in '81, so I grew up in the '80s. But man, like like you said, for whatever reason, uh, Stranger Things is just it's like a gift from God. Like I don't know why, I just feel at home when I watch Stranger Things. Right. Well, I, I like I was born in '75, mm-hmm. so for me, you know, you kind of become aware around five years old. Or so I'm sure you're aware a little bit before, but that end of '70s, early '80s, I lived that generation. Yeah. I I am the video game generation. You were the this, kid running out outside in the middle of the night and not having, you know, parents don't really you know, they care where you are, but they might not know. Well, I remember when we got Pong. I remember when we got our first Atari. Yeah. I remember when we got our first Nintendo. I do. Yep. I re- I remember going to my first arcade, all that stuff, and I played Joust and I played yep. King, uh, Donkey Kong and I played Centipede. I played Pac Man. I played all that stuff. When this story came out, Jen told me all about it, and then I finally got around to uh, to I I did the one on tape, but mm-hmm. I finally got around to listening to it, and I'm like, yeah, this is it's like they wrote it for me. <laughs> And I, yeah, you know, I you know I I loved the '80s movies growing up. My you know my dad watched them. My dad, or he, I should say, recorded them from HBO, and we had all these blank VHS tapes with all these movies. Uh, so I would watch Ghostbusters, Gremlins, uh, Goonies, and all of these you know classic '80s movies. Uh, then you're right, yeah. When your formative years, which you were in in the '80s, um, uh, you know, I was in the '90s, so that stuff, you know, that's starting to become nostalgic. Uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, I the '90s are coming back hard right now. I'm so happy, <laughs> but it's 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 both happy and depressing because I want to go back, um, but I, I you can't. Um, yeah. So my, my brother, the other Nagy, said once when I say ten years ago, I'm talking about the '90s. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's how I feel because it feels like it should only be ten years ago. Damn it. Ugh. All right. Um. Let's see. What haven't we covered? We got a lot in here. Uh, oh, uh, Anorak is Halliday's avatar's name. That's uh, the co-creator of the Oasis. So that's a name you're going to need to know. Um, and uh, I didn't know it was his name in the book, but according to the movie, uh, Ogden Moros is the curator. I think they made that up for the movie. Yeah, I don't remember that. Um, so, And then Fennel Zandor, I think, is a made-up character for the movie, played by Hannon. Uh, Hannah John Kamen, which is a like a current popular actor. Um, that doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, it doesn't sound familiar either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was it's like everything doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, she was a Dothraki in Game of Thrones season six. Uh, she voiced the character for Dark Souls two. Yeah, Tomb Raider. She's in. Oh, she was a First Order officer. Um. Oh. Uh, Okay, I, I I saw her in the trailer. I believe she's the one. That's, she she almost reminds me of the character from the new Blade Runner, like the mm. very uh, you know get him type you know, yeah. character. Tom Tom would recognize her. She's on the sci-fi show that he likes, Killjoys. 
Uh, and she's I've gonna, never oh, seen that show, but I hear it's good. She's going to play Ghost in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's why, oh. that's why I know the name. That's why I recognized it. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and did an episode of Black Mirror. She did Playtest. Okay. I don't remember Playtest. I don't uh One says Playtest. Uh, the other one says 15 million merits. Oh, that's the one with the 15 million merits is like the second one from season one where the guy's having to like run and like yep. drug. Oh, they're yeah, trying to be yeah. superstars on like a reality show. Yeah. It's the guy who is now known for Get Out. Yep. Danielle Kalu- Kaluuya. Yeah. So rad. Well, yeah. The one thing I can <clears throat> say about Ready Player One, though, is that it's going to I think it's going to be awesome for everybody, whether you know the story or not. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's. Like I said, it's got a lot to see. There's a, to, from what we just saw from the trailers and the research we did. There's Easter eggs out the yin yang. <laughs> uh, you, you, I don't think you'll find anything more with the hidden clues in any sort of pop culture thing. It's like they try to tie everything in there. I believe nowadays, since Disney bought everything, they can do it. But, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, well, that was the one thing. Usually, doesn't steal your steer you wrong. And if you're going to say '80s movies, Spielberg yeah. kind of is the guy. He would, yeah, he'd be the guy to pilot you through it. Um, that's the one thing he said in an interview that I read. They were going to try to get some Star Wars rights, but they just they just avoided it. I heard there is Star Wars in it now. Oh, okay. They got it. Uh, it's like a last minute edition. But, <laughs> okay. But yeah, there's some Star Wars in this too. I guess. I mean, if you're I'm doing just... 80s pop culture, you gotta. And it's not even 80s, but I love that the Iron Giants in it. Like it wasn't in the book. <clears throat> no. But we'll take uh, the Iron Giant any which way I can get the Iron Giant. So yeah, there's theories that the Iron Giant's going to take place of the Ultraman. Ultraman. So. Yeah, that that would make sense. Really? Why would you get rid of Ultraman? Probably. I don't know because Ultraman <laughs> was awesome. Yeah, the, I loved Ultraman. Uh, and it's a very say, significant part of the say, movie. Though, that the book. whole battle scene of trying to bring down the force field in the trailer looks awesome. Spoilers, mm. careful. Jeez. Well, the trailer has a big force field and a bunch of people battling, so I don't it know. It could if just be really... a big snow globe. It could <laughs> be a big snow globe. <laughs> Oh, dork. This, uh, the, the, the car racing scene, am I forgetting that from the book? Is that something they're adding? I believe that's added in. Yeah. Um, you know, everything's got to have a good car race. Even sure. The Walking Dead just had one. Oh, did they really? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, going back to the Star Wars thing, what's interesting about that, though, is I don't think the book was even very Star Wars eccentric. No. Like, it's as far as being an 80s thing, Star Wars was really not that prevalent in it. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, maybe a mention or two, but that's about it. Yeah, you have the Millennium Falcon fly, fly overhead. You'll be good. Yeah, uh, the, book, need. the book had... Uh, uh, the book had Firefly mentions in there, too, so it's not just 80s. Right, right. Because um, there's they, they talk about the Oasis, and there's different planets that you can go to in the Oasis that are themed on pop, on pop culture, so... You can go to the Firefly planet. You can go to the Star Wars planet. You can go to the Halo planet. You know, whatever you want to do. And it's themed around that franchise. And I, I can't remember in the story when Halliday dies, but I'm sure that, you know, there's updates. <laughs> yeah, right. Just like anything else. I, I doubt like he died in 94 and they went, well, we're done. <laughs> right, we're not adding anything. I'm not adding anything to this. It was perfect. Good enough. Yeah, they made mention of adding more school planets in the same, like, area of that same school. 
the mm-hmm. first one they made. So yeah, they they gotta just keep adding stuff. That's an interesting thing in the story too. If you have discovered one of these keys and these gates, there could be thousands of those. It's not just like you're you're the you found the only one and it's dead. Right. It could be on many different planets. It could be all over the place because the oasis itself is like the universe. It's basically virtual infinite. There you go, Kyle. What are you thinking now? I'm still excited for this movie. I just it's. It sounds like there's a lot to this book, book slash movie, that I may this may require a couple of viewings. Well, if you're gonna try to catch all these Easter eggs, yes. Um, I think to be entertained, I, I you know I don't think it's gonna be. I think you're gonna. I, the book is easily entertainable after the first, unless you're Matt uh, from Two Broke Geeks. Uh, it's easy to enter to be entertained within the first chapter. Okay. Um, I find myself having a hard time putting it down or stopping. Well, and Ernest Klein has a really good way of writing where the story flows so seamlessly. You'll get writers that they spend too much time explaining something or they'll, they'll go way too into detail or not give enough detail. He, he's a great writer in the fact that he spends the time to put the details where the details need to be, but not take it so far where you get bored with the details. You know, if that makes any sense. But it's the same with his other book as well. Like, it's just really well done. I would have loved it if he went, well, now that I've heard all this, I don't even care to see it. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to see it. It's not Ah, whatever. (laughs) You know what I I like about it, though, too? Like, especially now that I didn't get this sense so much um, when I read the book, but I get it more now when I see the trailers. And I don't know if it's just because the country's a different in a different place than it was when I read the book. But there's a lot of crazy parallels, you know, with like the corporations wanting to take over, you know, the little man trying to rise above all. There's there's a lot of like social injustice and a lot of, you know, rise up to the cause type feeling, which kind of parallels in a weird twisted way a lot of news articles and such that you see these days. So it's cool to see that, but in a fun, you know, 80 style, I guess. I don't well, if know you if look, if you look at it, but... no, it's, 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 those parallels go throughout history, but if you really look at it, it's Goonies. The dad, uh, the rich dad wants to buy all the houses and destroy them. And they got it. The kids got to find all these clues and go on the journey to find the treasure so they can save their houses. Somehow Josh Brolin's only, always involved. I'm not really <laughs> sure how that works out, but he's in everything now. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, we've had that story over and over, and it always rings true because that speaks to the human condition. That's what makes a good story. I, I completely agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a completely you know it's it's extravagant and it's you know way out there, but it's these characters are characters you can relate to. Um, so that that helps. Well, and it's also cool too because they create these avatars of what they want to be, and they're not always who they actually are. And I think, especially in social media and such, now a lot of us do that. Like you know, you'll see. You'll see people that will only post a photo of themselves if they have that super crazy I blur everything out filter on so I look like I'm the hottest model on the planet, even though I'm 72 years old. 
you know, like, like stop giving away my hints. I know. Right. <laughs> but it, it's, it's cool because you, the characters are written with those flaws, you know, they, they create these avatars of who they want to be, not necessarily who they are, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, which I think is cool. It, it, like Patrick was saying, it's like, it parallels like the human condition. What would your avatar look like, Jen? A robot. A hemophiliac robot? <laughs> yes. It would. It would. In love. <laughs> the, wow. Inside jokes. Yay. <laughs> uh, some of the... Paint, just so everybody knows, there's a painting called the hemophiliac um, robot in love. Jen, so. would, Jen would be the Iron Giant. That would just be her avatar. She would be, try to be Superman. I would. I am Superman. <laughs> what, what would your avatar be, Dave? Uh, hmm. Groot. No. Dave is Groot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'd probably lean heavy on, uh, boy, a Han Solo styled like fashion. Uh, clothes. Um, but just be like a. Uh, more. I don't know, athletic version of myself. Just walking around shooting every Greedo that you see? Everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Greedos beware. <laughs> How about you, Kyle? If you could make an avatar of yourself, what do you think it would look like? Probably be centered around a, a Green Lantern. Because, I mean, the ability to fly around and create anything you your mind wants to inside of a game that can create anything you want to sounds fun. <laughs> I think I'd be Batman. Always be Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, confirmed uh, pop culture references that are in this this particular movie. <laughs> um, as I see a picture of Daito's Funko Pop. Uh, yeah. Where did it go? All right. So the Iron Giant we talked about. Uh, some some mobile suit Gundams. Yes. Uh, Mecha Godzilla. Uh, yes. Various DC Comics characters. Uh, I wonder if are they doing the Mecha Godzilla in the in the film? I know they it's in the book. These are these are among the licensed characters from for for the film. So I, I this doesn't actually oh, say wow. that they're uh they got they got these cleared. Awesome. Um uh, so yeah, various characters from DC Comics and Lord of the Rings. Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street we talked about Duke Nukem. Uh, Trace. So that's that's all actually in some of the trailers. You yep. can see them. Yep. Uh, Tracer from Overwatch. You can see Ryu and Blanca and Chun Li from Street Fighter. You can see uh, Sonic and Laura Croft from Tomb Raider. I don't remember seeing those. Um, Kratos. Uh, Laura Croft's in one of the trailers where they're uh, all getting in the cars, the IOI cop cars. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Kratos from God of War. I remember seeing him. Um, Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Sackboy from Little Big Planet. Uh, the title character from Knack. I don't know what that is. Uh, Chucky from Child's Play. We talked about that. Uh, is some... Mac that old alien movie from like the early, late 80s, early 90s that was like really bad with like a bunch of kids finding alien? I think that was Mac and Me. Uh, Maybe. Knack is a, oh, it's a PlayStation 4 game. Oh. Okay. No, I wish it was the, the really bad alien movie. I, I do too. 
Uh, <laughs> Just the kid falling off the cliff <laughs> over and over again? Right. Uh, now they go into vehicles. So the DeLorean, obviously Kit from Knight Rider, Mach 5 from Speed Racer, uh, Christine from Christine, the A-Team van, uh, Ford Falcon from Mad Max, and the monster truck Bigfoot. Oh, and uh, the motorcycle from Akira. And then that there are also also references to Robocop, Jurassic Park, (laughs) King Kong. (laughs) Got to slow down when you say those keywords. That was was just an awesome Freudian slip right there. (laughs) Uh, King Kong, 2001, Space Odyssey, and Halo. Nice, nice. Oddly enough, if you go through some of those trailers, I think they show all those. Yeah. Uh, And I just read the explanation about the Iron Giant, which we were right. That's going to take the place of Ultraman? Yeah, they couldn't get the rights. Oh. Oh. Darn it. Um, And then Spielberg, let's see, Klein stated that he believes Spielberg wanted to avoid self-references to films he directed, uh, like 1941, Jaws, and Duel, which are in the book. You do see a T-Rex, though. Yeah, yeah. I remember that's in part of the the chase scenes. So, yeah, that's with Jen's uh, wrecking ball game. Yeah, Uh, right. I found out what that was. Please. And it was totally not anything from the 80s. It was an old um, iMac game. Like, mm. when, like, the iMacs had it, you could download this, like, game, and it was, like, like one of those really bad computer games. Like Oregon Trail? Mm. Like what? Like Oregon oh, Trail. Classic. Oregon Trail, Jumpman. Yeah. yeah it, it was like that, but, like, 1998 style. Hmm. So, I, My, I Googled it going, it why am I remembering this, and why am I not remembering this? I have, I have for reference the Ready Player One Wikipedia page open for the film, and they have the whole plot listed there, so I'm skimming, like, flipping through it real quick so I don't read anything. Um, but part of, I read a review, this isn't spoilery, but there's apparently a very well-reviewed uh, portion of the movie that does something about The Shining. Oh, wow. So, no spoilers there, but people are raving about it in their reviews. All work and no play makes pars of a little dull boy. <laughs> um, all right. That's how you get the jade key. Yeah, right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> my, uh, my question, my last question for the reader. Sorry, Kyle. Uh, That's is, is there a scene from the book you absolutely hope needs to be there? Uh, I'm going to go with, like I said, without giving away too much, I hope they really do the entire internal ioi scene Mm uh i think that's uh, if if, especially going from the book that's a really important part and when you're when you're reading it you're you're like where is this going and then when it all pays off at the end you know you're like oh that's that's awesome because it's it's a painful experience that ends up working out but Patrick, you have to tell them why you want it. You just want them to have Wally be the uh, the robot. Oh, that was a weird thought I had, <laughs> but you know that. Well, I can't. I can't tell. I can't tell all that because that's that's like the ultimate spoiler. Yeah. But there there's a whole scene in there where they have a robot do something. I just want it to either be Wally from the movie Wally, or the robot that actually gets parts on the spaceship from Wally. So. Oh, okay. I, I can't go any further than that because I think I'll just give too much away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Mine's a my favorite scene's a cheap scene, but I want the token and the Pac-Man game. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just I kind of want him to visit uh, Halliday's house 
and where he finds the computer and the discs and all that stuff. Uh, I kind of, for whatever reason, I just want that to be in there. Like, I want to see a look at Halliday's like childhood house where he kind of his eighties stuff was formed. They even do something in the storyline where don't they have uh, something that kind of references computers through the eras too? Or um... uh, yeah, in his office. Yeah, I hope they do something like that too. That would be awesome. Yeah. Because there's obviously parallels between Halliday and Steve Jobs. They even said that in one of the trailers. Like, is Holiday the Halliday the next Steve Jobs and stuff like that? So it's it's kind of cool stuff like that. Yeah. Um, on a scale of Back to the Future One, Back to the Future Two, and Back to the Future Three, Kyle, how excited are you for this movie? <laughs> oh boy. Uh... See. See, now you got me all confused because that's a different ranking system. You think it's objective? It could be. I mean... <laughs> it, it obviously is, but... Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I mean, I'm really excited for the movie. I just... Yeah. I mean... That's fine. I was just joking around. No, I know. Because I'm, I'm just like, well, I really don't like Back to the Future 3, but I really like Back to the Future 2, and then there's Back to the Future 1. So your whole grading scale is just out of whack for me. <laughs> Between Empire Strikes Back and The Phantom Menace, where do you sit? <laughs> oh, man. See that I grew up with Phantom Menace. Um, no, I, I mean, I'm really excited for the movie. Um, <laughs> really putting Kyle on the spot. We really want yep. him to get just roasted on Twitter. That's okay. <laughs> um, I, I can take it. I can block people. Uh, no. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. I've got good. I, I want this movie. Uh, I hope I enjoy it. Um, it's it's going to be one of those movies where where my girlfriend can be like, okay, this is what's different from the movie. Where I'm always usually that person that 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 does that. Sure. Um, here's here's the question: Are we all seeing it the weekend it comes out? Yes. Most uh, likely. I hope so. There you go. Yeah. Depends on work. <laughs> I told you, hon, I would take you. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Date night. Date night. <laughs> All right. All right. Anything else we want to talk about before we head out of here? I think we covered a lot. I think uh, I think I'm good. Right. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Uh, stay tuned uh, to this podcast uh, feed because um, uh, let's just say there may be something extra uh, Ready Player One related coming in the next few weeks. There's, a, there's an Easter egg for you. I guess, or just a hint. Uh, you can find everything Atomic Geekdom at Atomic Geekdom, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, like, subscribe, all of all of those things. Uh, Kyle, you are also on social media? Yes, I am on Twitter at KyleCrowsey89. And should I... Go ahead. Should I plug? Go okay. ahead. Uh, you, can, you can listen to me on the Legends TV Talk podcast, uh, where we talk about the legends of tomorrow uh show and everything yeah the death to bebo oh, bebo stays alive constantine rules and everything there you go there is an article on atomicking.com written about constantine being added to the cast for next season so you can check that out if you want if you haven't already yes. heard it um jenny social media robbie art there it's easy uh patrick if you would like 
your social media yeah, as well. Can, yeah. You can find me at Twitter at Patrick underscore Nagy. That's N-A-G-Y, the number one. There you go. Any uh any yeah. any things you wanna promote that are coming out uh that you worked on? Um uh, I don't know. I mean I I have various things, okay. but yeah. Uh, I, uh, I King of the River videos up. Yeah, your band. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm in a band called New Evil. You can find us at newevilmusic.com. We have a brand new video and a new single released on Plague Records called King of the River. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, like I said, you can go to newevilmusic.com <laughs> and find everything. Any live shows coming up that you can promote uh, for the weekend of the end of March, early April? Uh, nothing coming up in March. We okay. have shows coming up in April, though, around LA. Uh, check out our website there to find out dates and times. And I can I can vouch. I've seen them live. They're fantastic. Thank you. So there you go. And check out that video. It's it's awesome. Um, all right, that's gonna do it this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, like I said, leave a review on iTunes. That helps us out. Uh, until then, Jenny, uh, you're here, so you get the last word. Pac Man. <laughs> <laughs>